If you permit me to speak from my heart today, um, I find this a tremendous honour and blessing to speak among friends this morning. Thank you, Natalie and Gordon. Uh, love you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll dive straight in. So to this, this morning we're going to be looking at handling the Word of God. And I wanted to start with something which was quite unexpected, but the Lord works in mysterious ways. Um, during prayer this morning, um, just meditating, I saw um, a vision or an image of a tree. And what struck me is that this tree was massive. And there were leaves all over, just leaves, leaves, leaves. And the leaves were green. And you could tell that it was fresh and you know, living and alive. And the Lord took me to Psalm 1. That's not our main scripture for today. Our main scripture is going to be Psalm 19. So um, I'll let you know where to turn to there and we'll read together. But the Lord took me to Psalm 1. And it said, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or sets foot on the path of sinners, or sits in the seat of mockers. Two, here it is. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. So it really struck me, that verse 2, that on the law of God he meditates day and night. And it just struck me that that should be our posture, where we read the word daily, in the morning, in the night, during the day. And that word meditate, to ponder, to chew, to, to really live that. And I've seen that evident in my life where really the word becomes life when you meditate on the word. You know? When you're reading the scriptures and when you're praying the scriptures, it becomes life. It becomes living. You see it active in your life when, you know, when you're living it out, you're walking it out, um, you read it. Till it becomes life. First of all, you read it as just words on a page. And then you read it. And then you see God's promise to Israel or whatever God's plan is. And then there's another depth where you read the scriptures and then Jesus is highlighted. The life of Jesus gets transferred into us. So I just want to start with that about meditating on his word day and night. And if you turn with me to... Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 17 verse 18 to 20 I'll read really quickly we're going to be looking at the life of David uh, 17 17 verse 18 to 20 when you're all there say hallelujah Okay, awesome. Okay, <laughs> 18. It says, When he is seated on the royal throne, this is talking about Dave, um, kings, said he must write for himself a copy of this instruction on a scroll in the presence of the Levitical priest. It is to remain with him, and he is to read from it all the days of his life, so that he may learn to fear the Lord his God be carefully observing all the words of the instructions and the statutes. Then his heart will not be exalted above his countrymen, and he will turn aside from 
and he will not turn aside from the commandments to do to the right or to the left in order that he and his sons may reign many years over the kingdom of Israel. This scripture really struck me how the, the priest had to sit with the kings and the kings daily had to learn the scripture. They had to learn the law. They had to read the law. They had to live it out. And um, they had to scribe the word. They had to literally write, write and scribe out the laws. You know? And um, I see this evident in the life of David because you know, David was a king who loved the Lord. Right from a young age, a young boy, David knew the Lord. He wrote poems, he wrote songs, and the Psalms is filled with poems and songs from David that he wrote. And that really strikes intimacy. And, you know, we want to live a life of intimacy with the Lord where, you know, as we love the Lord, as we read the scriptures, it becomes life to us. And um, it's just so evident. I I thought to myself, are we not kings and priests? Yeah, we're kings and priests. So if we're kings and priests, why, why not meditate on the, on, the, on, the law, on the law and the scriptures just as David did? You know, the law is speaking of here is, in the Greek is the Torah, which are the five, first five books of the Bible uh, written by Moses. Um, but we in the new dispensation, the, the new dispensation of grace, we don't only meditate on the law, but we meditate on the whole Bible because the, the Bible is God-inspired, you know. Um, so our, David was a man after God's own heart. So you can write these points down um, if you're taking notes. Uh, David was a man after God's own heart. David loved God's word and read the Torah daily. He had deep relationship with the Lord from a young age as a shepherd boy. So he wrote songs and poems unto the Lord. Yeah? I said David knew the grace of God because he knew and obeyed the statutes of God and he knew and recognized the voice of God. Because in the word is his voice. As we read the word, we hear his voice. And I want to read here. It said... um, Sorry, just one second. So King David, as an example, wrote Psalms 19. And this was for the choir master, a Psalm of David. So let's all turn to Psalm verse 19. We know just before that, um, in context of David, um, he messed up. Uh, we mess up in our lives sometimes. Um, he committed adultery with Bathsheba, killing um, Uriah, one of his soldiers. And he was, by the grace of God, after recognizing what he had done, he repented. And what the repentance was accepted by God. Because why? Because he had a broken spirit and a contrite heart. So God is in the, is in the dealings of um, you know, doing heart surgery with us. You know? Um, and he said, the Lord does not despise this. This is in Psalm 51. He said, although he did live with the consequences of his actions, that the sword will not depart from his house. So let's quickly turn to Psalm uh, verse 19, chapter 19, sorry, verse 7 to 11. 
And this was a song and psalm written by David himself. Well, all there say hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll read really quickly. It says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Eight, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. Sorry. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. So just to expound on this a little bit, um, in the New King James Version, um, I love how there's a title before it says, The Perfect Revelation of the Lord. I, I love that, because at the start, um, just before that, we, we have the revelation of um, Jesus through um, creation. But in this particularly, it's the revelation of the Lord through the Word of God. Um, and we know that the law um, was, you know, lived out and learned by David. But we, um, 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17, we know that all scripture, the whole Bible, the entire Bible, is God-breathed and useful for teaching rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may, do, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work yes, amen so um, we're going to get into our groups in a little bit and we're going to look at these these uh, five well, I've divided into five um, different groups but they're four, four verses and I just want to expound a little bit on a first few and then um, get a little testimony of what you uh, believe the word is saying to you and what testimonies you have in your life also. Okay, so it says, <coughs> testimony is the Greek word eduth. And in Psalm 119 verse 88, it says, revive me according to your loving kindness so that I may keep your testimony of your mouth you know that te- the word testimony there is literally what it means it's a testimony where you speak out what the Lord has done in your life and it's literally the same as the word of God that's been spoken um, his promises and we literally sang that today all his promises are yes and amen um, according to his will of course <laughs> um yeah, so just a little bit um, before I go into the scriptures about my, my personal journey and my life. Um, I've seen God evident in my life. Um, when I first got saved, uh, I <laughs> didn't have any context for it. I literally, well, I thought I was devouring the word, literally. Um, I went through a season where it was just, just word, 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 word. Um, and I believed God for a few things. I remember when I was uh, asking the Lord for a job and just nothing was coming through. 
And so I was just like, we need to be practical about this. And I was just like, Lord, Lord, Lord. I literally, there was one day I was like crying out to God. I was just like, I need a, I need a job. And I was like, I opened up the scriptures. And I believe it's in Matthew chapter 6. Where it talks about us seek and knock. And I was like, Lord, I opened up the scriptures. And I was like, I like stood by my window. Said, I'm not closing my eyes. I'm not going to give you some elaborate words. Look, it says ask. This is how I've asked. I gave him the example. Knock. This is how I've knocked. Look, ask, seek. Seek. This is how I've sought to after you. And I kid you not, like, it was it's so divine. Like, two seconds later, my phone rang it. And my aunt was like, well, we have an opening here. What do you think about it? I was like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> It was like sudden, sudden. It's like not next day, like literally as I shut my Bible. And I was just like, the Lord is good. And um, once you start to read the word, you start to enjoy the word. There's joy that comes from it. Because in this presence of fullness of joy in his word, which is Jesus, is, is joy. So... Um, Verse 8 says, The precepts of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commandments of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. I love that. Um, just as I talked about uh, a tree earlier just now, um, Matthew chapter 7, verse um, 15 to 23, really struck me. It says, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit, for each tree is known by its own fruit. Indeed, figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor grapes from brambles. The good man brings good things out of the treasure of his heart, and the evil man brings evil things out of the treasures of his heart. For out, for out of the overflow of his heart, the mouth speaks. So we need to really be mindful about what we let into our hearts. Are we meditating on the word? The more we behold his word, the more we become like him, the more... Our eyes are full of light, yeah? And our, our, our hearts will be, you know, transformed into um, to, to love like Jesus and to speak that which we've seen in his word. And then in terms of the eyes, I love that um, Luke chapter 11, verse 33 to 36 says, The eyes... The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And uh, I love this how it's talking about light and darkness. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And out of our lives, light is shown. And the more people see us, they see the light of Jesus through our lives. The fruit the light that is radiating from our eyes, um, what are we giving off to people around us? Are we carrying the presence of God through his word? So, And that comes through meditating on the word day and night and daily and throughout the day. Um, and I love that um, in the beginning, it says, in the beginning, this is John chapter 1 verse 1, it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was the Word was with God and the Word was God. Uh, earlier we talked about the Word being the Torah, the law. But this is talking about the Logos. 
But what I want to draw here in this one is the light. Because the light is Jesus. And he said, He was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made. And with, without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and darkness has not overcome it. When there's light in you and radiating from you, darkness cannot overcome it. We expel darkness because we are living the word. Yeah. So let me just read. We've uh, read the rest of of that. Just one moment. Let me just go to my notes here. Yeah. So I just want to um, just say, uh, in my life, I've I've seen God like work in my life through praying the scriptures and I believe that when you make it personal to us that's when it becomes more real, more life and uh, there's nothing like praying God's word um, I remember there was a time when I was uh, really meditating on Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd like just being really practical um, I love reading it as it is and then I love putting my name in it the Lord is Emmanuel shepherd I shall not want he makes Emmanuel lie down in green pastures. Like, I literally put my name in it. And um, just just to try and make it real and, and meditating, chewing on it, um, really meditating on his word. Um, I believe that changes us and that instructs us. So, I want us to split into five groups. So, looking at Psalm 19 verses 7 to 11 we're going to split it up and um, group 1 I want you to look at the law of the Lord is perfect converting the soul the testimony of the Lord is sure making wise the simple you're going to look at that so it's like literally the first half of verse 7 Group two, you're going to look at the statutes of the Lord are right. Rejoice in the heart. The commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Group three, you're going to look at the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Group four, you're going to look at more to be desired than gold, which is the law of the word, yeah? And much fine gold, sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. And group five, you're going to look at, moreover, by them your servant is warned. So looking at the the law, how does it warn us? And in keeping them, there is great reward. So I want you to look at what this scripture is saying to you. Uh, Break down the scripture, possibly some examples in the scripture, if you can find any. And also, do you have any personal testimonies? that you can say relates in your life and just share with each other. And then we'll give five minutes for that and then give a bit of feedback. Wonderful. Okay, uh, due to time, if we can keep it to uh, one point each for each group, that would be fantastic. Uh, Gordon's going to come around with the microphone. So, this group one? Is this group one? So, give us... Your, your best thing when someone said, Do you want to do that, Jonathan? Um, we've got loads of stuff actually. We've got one of the best principles in the God and God's Word and 
needs never change. But society, culture changes. Because God doesn't. Yeah, society and culture changes, but God's word doesn't. Brilliant, Brian, good thing, man.
So yeah, so we have a, a lot of examples there that God's word is also a warning, and um, just like God's word refines our heart, um, gives us a new heart, as Brian said as well. Um, and daily we're transformed into the image of Jesus because Jesus is the word. Yeah, so um, I just want to conclude. I wanted to read a little, um, a little piece that I saw online. Um, it says, this is a sponsored post uh, prepared by Wayne Grunen on behalf of uh, Zondervan Academic Online Course. Um, to the introduction of the Bible and the doctrine of Scripture. I'll, I'll read this piece because I thought it was really good. It says, finally, we see God's word in the written form in the Bible. We see throughout Scripture that God tells Moses to write down the words. He says, to the same to, he says the same to Joshua, Isaiah, and others in the Bible. Isaiah 30 verse 8 says, Go now, write it on, the t- on a tablet for them, inscribe it on the scroll. That for the days to come, it may be an everlasting witness. This is a great advantage for the people of God. Because God's word could be preserved in written form forever. We see time and time again that they can't remember accurately. Even the next day, everything God speaks from Mount Sinai or what God says through Moses or the prophets. But once God's words are written down, there is opportunity for repeated inspection for copying for access by many people who can read it and study it for themselves there is clearly a great benefit to having God's word in written form we shall hear all of scripture as God's word when we read the scripture we should think of it as coming to us with the same force and power with which we might hear it as if God had been speaking to us at the foot of Mount Sinai when his words thundered from the heavens Ask yourself, would you pay more attention if that were the case? If God spoke to you with a voice from heaven or through a living prophet like Moses, Elijah or Isaiah. The truth is that scripture contains the word of God just as powerful and as the audible voice of God's, God's spoken word. Uh, they have the power to change our minds and hearts to penetrate deep inside our very being. They are unlike any other human words. So I want to take this time just to pray. Um, um, I know sometimes there's, there can be like a spiritual apathy where we, we pray and sometimes we're like, God, I'm going to read your word, but where do I start? Um, and it's, it's real life. Um, but the more we delve into the scriptures, the more we, you know, go into the scriptures, the more we become like him, the more we, we are... Uh, we're transformed into his image. And I believe that all things start with Lord Jesus. I'm about to read your word. Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus to me. Uh, speak to me through your word. Like, come with an expectancy that you know, God will speak to you as you read his word. Amen. 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 Amen.